Welcome to Me and the Geek. I'm me, Joel Sharpton. You can follow me on Twitter at The Rogues Life. And every week you can come right here and get a different conversation with a different geek. We think that everybody is geeky about something. We want to help you find your geek and then let that geek flag fly. This week on Me and the Geek, we're talking to an old friend of mine. I've known this week's interview guest for, I don't, well, I'm not going to say how long I've known her because uh, she's a lady and she might not want you to know, but a long time. Let's say it like that. I actually have known her since before I knew her husband, but her husband's maybe my best friend or one of my best friends. And while they were overseas, she turned her passion for sewing into a business and it's bloomed into something really exciting right now that I think um, you're going to be. These fingers crossed paprika burgers. Big day today. Jamie gets his exam results. I hope he's done okay. He's worked so hard. So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well? Make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef. Food Love Stories, brought to you by Tesco be interested to hear about. So we're going to talk to Alison Gilbert Bennett, Allie Gilbert Bennett today about Stitchville and her love of fabrics of all kind here on Me and the Geek. Talking this morning to Allie Gilbert Bennett, the owner and operator of Stitchville in Ruston, Louisiana, and on the web too at stitchvillerustin.com. Allie, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks for talking to us. Glad to be here. Allie, you got a lot of stuff going on in your life. You're a mom. You got uh, uh, multiple little kids at the house. You're uh, a loving wife. You got a, a curmudgeonly <laughs> old man to deal with. That's uh, true. You know. God love him. Yeah. But you're also a small business owner. And that's what I want to talk to you about today and, and the passion that you have for the craft and then how it turned into a job for you and how other people that might be interested in uh, knitting or crocheting, sewing, um, how they can get plugged in with you and, and find ways to get active uh, on their passion too. Sure. Let's go back to the beginning though. How long have you been sewing, knitting? What did you start with? Well, let's see. When I was around 10, my mom put me in sewing lessons. So um, that is where my my textile obsession began. And I sewed a little bit throughout, you know, elementary school and high school. And then in college, I went into theater and was in the costume shop. So did a lot of, of sewing there and continued afterwards doing sewing and just kind of uh, having starting my own online business um, on Etsy and stuff like that. So that's where that started. The idea came to me to have kind of one of these little like niche sewing lounges. And then one day I was on vacation with my family in Fairhope, Alabama, and we went into a knitting store because my mom was a knitter, but I was not. So we went into this little knitting store and I was just like floored. I was like, whoa, this place is awesome. I want a place like this. And so I made the decision that when I did open my fabric store, that it was also going to have yarn. And so fast forward, like, I don't know, two years later, and the opportunity came for me when we moved back to Ruston to open a small business. And um, there was our... There is already um, two other small uh, businesses in town that do 
fabric and sewing and quilting and all that stuff. Um, we don't do quilting. We do more like, I call it craft sewing. Um, I have, I have craft cottons. They're, they're all very stylized. They make really cute bags. They make good clothes for little kids and all that stuff. But when we opened, I said, I, I want yarn too. And of course my mother and my husband, um, who were helping me open the shop, looked at me like I was an insane person, which is probably not far from the truth, and said, but Allie, you don't knit. And I said, well, no, not yet. <laughs> so I bumbled along, um, made a fool of myself a couple times, but that's okay because I eventually uh, learned enough to become, you know, quite a capable knitter and kind of a yarn, um, a knowledgeable yarn enthusiast, I guess you could call me. And I love that title, by the way. I'm a yarn enthusiast. I'm not a yarnaholic. I'm a yarn enthusiast. Let's go, let's go back to the beginning, though, and let's talk about the Etsy shop. When you uh, – and this this started when you were – when you guys were overseas, right? Your husband was serving in the military. Right, right. And um, a friend of mine who is a grocery enthusiast, uh, Allie Rouse, she set, came across this new website called Etsy. And so she contacted me and she goes, Hey, you know, I know you do a lot of sewing. This might be a cool thing for you to do. You don't have to do eBay, which was, you know, kind of all sorts of things. So I joined Etsy like when it was tiny, you know, it's, it's huge. It's a great, great website now, but, um, I think I've been a member since like 2006 or something like that. So it, I've kind of had my Etsy shop go up and down, um, with different things that I've been working on. I neglected it for a couple of years in there. When I just well, you had a couple of babies. I did, I did. They kept me pretty busy, uh, so uh, yeah. But that was kind of my start there. For I did bags. I so did. I, I was going to say, let's talk about repurposables. I, okay. I that's not so much of an active line anymore for you, is it? Right, right. Okay, but, what, but it's it's such a cool idea, and it was the start of your you know business aspirations. So I think it's interesting yeah. to talk about. Yeah, sure. Explain a repurposable. A repurposable is a repurposed, reversible bag. So I got a lot of not not really like used materials, but um, sam like a lot of fabric shops and interior design places will have their samples that they just get rid of when they get a new line of fabric. I worked at a fabric store for a while, and I also have friends who are in the interior design business, and so when they kind of cycle through their their fabric samples, um, they'll send them to me. <laughs> so I'll just get a box of like tiny squares of fabric, which drives my husband crazy, which is why he allows me to have my own shop because then my tiny squares of fabric are not in the household. Yeah. They go somewhere and theoretically make money on something. Right. Yes. Well, he just doesn't have to deal with them. So he's yeah. happy. anyway, so yeah, so repurposables was just my little line of bags that I would create using repurposed and they were also reversible, so they were repurposables. It's just too cute. It was um, just too cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do repurposables occasionally, but um, these days I don't have quite as much time as I'd like to. Once you guys got out of the military and you're back in the States, for a while you were back down in South Louisiana. Was the Did you think about opening a shop there, or was it just not a possibility because of the kids at the time? Well, I thought about it, and I, you know, I talked to my husband about it and all that, um, but it we ended up moving before anything happened. Yeah, um, just the time was never right. Right, right. So I probably would have pursued it had the our firstborn gotten a little older and I was really looking for something to do. But it, just the timing, we, we ended up moving back to Ruston. So, so uh, there you are. You got two kids. The 
the well, I say that no, it, it was before this. It was before the, your second was born that you opened the shop, right? Yes, yes. My oh, my oldest was about six months. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, step out on your own and you open uh, a little boutique. How did you pick your space? Uh, the price was right. <laughs> it was just what you could afford, right? Yeah, it was what I could afford. You know, I, I had, I was, I was fortunate enough to have my mom want to help me out financially. So I had a budget in mind that I did not want to go over, and I didn't. I had in my mind that I didn't want to have to borrow more than that. So I had my initial kind of loan, and I said, okay, we're going to do all the renovations needed to the space, and we're going to have our opening inventory. And I don't want to go over this budget. And and the rest just, I mean, more or less, it's it's kind of just grown organically. Um, I started off with very little yarn because I didn't know anything about it. And like I said, I I really have more luck than sense because I just kind of bumbled along until I had enough knowledge <laughs> to know what I was doing. But, you know, sometimes it just takes stepping out there and taking a swing at something right. and, and bumbling your way into it. And I think if you go back and look at some of the most successful people in the world, they didn't know what they were doing when they started. Like exactly. they started because they wanted – they saw something they wanted and they and they went after it. Well, and, you know, sometimes if you know all of the hard work and blood, sweat, and tears that something's going to take, you're you're never going to start. So ignorance sometimes really is bliss until you <laughs> – you know, you just kind of – there's no way to know everything at the start of something. So being yeah. a, a certain amount of flexibility is always important. So how long did you stay in your own space there in the first building? A year. And were you largely successful or did did you make the move out of a necessity? Um, Both. Um, what happened was there was um, a gentleman and his wife opened a shop called Fine Line also in Preston, and I met them on our search to kind of open our space. So we, you know, we were friendly, and um, he did business cards. He was a print lab as well. And so one day he was walking around looking for another space for himself, and he, you know, stopped by to say hello. And I said, oh, you know, if you find anything awesome, let me know. So a couple weeks later, he emailed me and said, I have this crazy idea. What if we share a storefront? And um, so about a month after that, we went ahead and, and made it happen. And we've been sharing our storefront for like almost four years now. And he's he hasn't kicked me out yet, which is amazing. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, well, to me, it it felt like a great decision when you guys announced it, when you went public all over. It's not just in our area, all over the country. People talk about small business, local business suffering. And the fact of the matter is it's very difficult to compete with the lure of Amazon. I can right. you know, one click. I can order anything I want to and I don't have to pay tax or I don't have right. to pay tax until the end of the year if I'm being honest, you know, and that is hard to compete with. Yeah. So by combining your resources, both of you guys are active online as well, both with, you know, with sales and with different promotional opportunities. You sort of share the overhead, you share all the costs, and you cross-promote. You've got sure. customers that come in for one thing, and it turns out, you know, I could buy a gift for my mom. Or, right. hey, it, I like knitting as well. Right. Or, you know, I'm also an artist, and here are all the supplies that I need. So anyway, really interesting thing there. And we're going to have links for both of uh, your businesses in the show notes. I'm going to talk at some point, I think, to Henry, because I think he's doing some really interesting yeah, things too. Yeah, really. 
but but let's let's go to how you've grown and how you've expanded. So once you moved in with him, you said in the beginning you had very very little yarn. Is it more it, it, the increase of your yarn inventory? Is that more about what the customers are saying, or is that more about your competence increasing and your um, excitement about knitting increasing? Uh, probably both. You know, I really try um, to have a really good selection of yarn um, th- that's different from. Obviously, you can't find the yarns that I have at Walmart or Hobby Lobby or Michaels or any of those big box stores because the lines that I carry are geared specifically towards um, kind of boutique shops. And um, I I pride myself in a very high quality of yarn. And we also have some fair trade yarns, Um, just really interesting stuff, hand spun, hand dyed. I have, you know, I have, I have some acrylics, which is kind of just your basic, you want to knit a baby blanket for somebody, um, you want it to be easy to, to deal with, you buy, you want it to be kind of inexpensive. I have that price point and fiber content all the way up to, you know, hand spun, hand dyed, uh, really artisan style yarns. That's awesome. And and that and that increasing interest for you, that increasing um, feedback that you were getting from your customers led to a new project that I'm really excited about. And I want you to tell folks about um, Stitchville Post. Yes. Yes. Um, I kind of got this idea just cruising around. You know, we are always talking about how to increase traffic and increase the, the overturning of product so that we can get new stuff because if you one day the um the FedEx guy he told me that I'm the most exciting customer on his route because every time he brings me a box of yarn I squeal like it's Christmas so (laughs) um and I really really like ordering yarn and if I want to afford my my obsession here then I'm just you know how do we how do we crank more of this yarn out to people who who want it and one of the things is people tell me, oh, we're so glad you're here. There's there's no local yarn shop. You know, pretty much from me east to Vicksburg, I don't even know if there's a shop in Vicksburg. There's nothing. There's no local yarn shop. There's no place to have a knitting lesson. There's no – and from me to Shreveport, there's nothing in between. So just that need for, for that quality yarn and, and exciting yarn and exciting projects to do new ideas and stuff, there was just a need for kind of a local yarn shop. So I was like, what if there was a local yarn shop that came to your door every month with support? Um, you know, people are always welcome to call if they run into problems. So what you do is you can sign up um, and you can sign up on Etsy at our shop. You can also sign up on our website. We have a secure sign up page. So if you go to stitchvillereston.com, up at the top, there's a little little link there. It says Stitchville Post. And you click on that and it takes you to a secure sign up. And what you can do is you can pick from six. Um, right now we've got six plans. We've got knitting and crocheting, the one month plan, the three month plan, and the six month plan. And depending on how much you sign up for, your price you know goes down. So the six month plan, you're at $36 a month. The three month plan is $38 a month. And the, if you just want one month to try it out, it's $40. And that's all inclusive. We're going to, you know, you're not going to get a shipping charge after that or anything. So what you get with that is you get yarn and you get a, a pattern and you get enough yarn to complete that pattern. You also get kind of a notion that you never knew you could live without. Um, 
you know, notions or things, just kind of extras like darning needles or point protectors or stitch holders or just, I mean, there's all kinds of little fun extras um, that can increase your joy of knitting and the ease. Um, and then we also have usually have a little surprise in there and also coupons. So we've got Etsy coupons for local orderers. We've got a coupon to if they come into the shop, stuff like that. So it's just kind of a complete project that comes to your door. We'll, we also send you a business card in case you need you have any questions or comments. You need to email us or call us or, or whatever. You can always do that for support. And and it does exactly what you wanted it to do. It, it puts a local knitting shop in everybody's, not just in their town, but in their mailbox. It puts it right there in their front door. Right. You don't even have to put shoes on. That's right. <laughs> or a bra. <laughs> It's called Stitchville Post, and we're going to have links directly to it uh, in our website, but you can sign up for it uh, on their, on Stitchville's Etsy shop or on stitchvillerustin.com. Uh, There's a, a secure link there. But if you've, if, for people who are listening to this and you're not into knitting, but you've got somebody in your life sure. who might be interested in this, if you have heard of like the Loot Crate box or the, isn't there, there's a, like a Geek box, I think is a different one. Marvel just announced one. These subscription services are very popular. Birch box is sort of a fast. Fashion right. type deal, and for a set amount of money every month, you get a, a cool box full of stuff. It is literally like giving a gift all year it's long. True. It's a great idea. It's like Christmas. I like the uh, the fact that you give them several options there. That you know, the forty dollars one month, you can try it out. If it's not for you, that's fine. If it's too advanced, or or maybe you're just not into knitting, you can switch over to the sewing plan the next. Yeah. Time. Well, we don't have the sewing plan quite yet. We've just got the knitting and crocheting so far. Uh, crocheting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ho- there you go. Hopefully, crocheting. the sewing is coming. We've just got to work on it. <laughs> Not enough hours in the day. Not enough hours in the day. That's right. Well, that that's that's the that's my next question. It, do you already have uh, the next point of expansion? Do you already have some ideas brewing? Do you have something that you might want to hint at, or like what what's next on your horizon once this is really up on its feet? Oh, and I've run? always got ideas. Um, I what my next goal is is to have kind of a better blog, um, and blog with pattern ideas and tips of the month and just, um, you know, we only have so many hours in the day and between all of the social media that we got to keep up with, there's also blogging and that's kind of where I've fallen behind. I usually end up doing it like maybe once a month or something. And I just, I'm going to make that better so that it's a better place for people to go and be like, Oh, you know, I want a new exciting pattern that I've never seen before, but can't live without now. Um, and you know, they can come there for patterns and yarn ideas and say, you've got 50 yards of extra yarn that you don't know what to do with, but you loved it so much. You don't want to throw it away. Well, we'll have, you know, ideas for what you can do with that. And just kind of a better, better blog, which will in turn turn into better online, um, ordering. I'm going to get you to start a podcast. That's, that's what I'm going to get you to do. I think, I think you just need to start talking. That's, it's much, it's way easier than blogging. I know, I, tell I know. You, maybe, I maybe some YouTubes. There you go. Get to get you on the YouTubes. We'll do some, you can do unboxings. That's what you ought to do. You should do an unboxing video every month for the Stitchfield I Post. Should. You should, uh, that, that would be a great idea. Like, hey, this is, you know, and you could send it out in an email the same day that the post goes out so that people that aren't on it yet but are on your newsletter 
can see what that, they're missing. Yeah, that would be a great idea. I'm writing this down. <laughs> YouTubes. <laughs> well, Ali, uh, let me ask you one more thing before before we get you out of here. Is there anything that you know? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you know now that you didn't know when you stepped out and started the small business. But what's the number one thing that you wish you would have known, or that you, if you could grab the DeLorean and go back in time and tell yourself before you open Stitchville for the first time, what would that be? Um, it's a lot of work. Don't open a small business if it's not your passion because the money is not going to be what you want it to be for a while. <laughs> but if it's if you're passionate about it and and it brings you joy, then go for it and don't let fear get in the way. Great. That's a that's a wonderful way to to do it. All right, well, one more thing before we uh, we get you off the air. What are you currently knitting? What is your current project? Okay, well that's a long list. I have a pr- I have a problem. <laughs> I love starting projects and it is very hard for me to finish projects. So currently I have three sweaters. Let me see. Some leg warmers, a shawl, and that might be it. You got like a whole outfit yeah, it's brewing pretty there. pitiful. Um I'm <laughs> I've kind of given myself a, an ultimatum that I can't start a new I'm not allowed. It's really easy when you own the yarn shop to just as you're walking out, grab like four hanks of yarn and be like, I love this yarn. I'm going to take it home. And, you know, then start something <laughs> and, uh, that just kind of sits there and collects dust because it was really exciting. And now I'm on to the next thing. So, oh, and some, sli- some slippers. I'm doing some slippers. Oh, and some slippers too. Here's a lesson from gangster <laughs> yeah. rap to knitting, Allie. Don't get high on your own supply. Okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's true. I do. So tell everybody where they can find you. And we are going to have links in the show notes. But in case uh, you're the kind of lazy person that doesn't click show notes, uh, they can find you online where, Allie? At StitchvilleRustin.com. We're also on Facebook. We are Stitchville Rustin. And if you want to walk into the shop, we are at 207 North Trenton Street in downtown Ruston. And it is a beautiful location indeed, uh, alongside Fine Line. We have a new bright blue awning. Yeah, it's really, really nice. You guys, uh, I love it. I love it. All right. uh, Awesome. Allie, thank you so much for talking to us. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. See, what did I tell you? Everybody's geeky about something. And this week we talked to a knitting geek and a fabric geek. Allie Gilbert Bennett, you can find her all over the internet. Just search for Stitchville, stitchvillerustin.com. Or again, go to uh, the links in the show notes uh, or on our website at meandthegeekpod.com. You can find uh, links to uh, check out Stitchville Post for yourself. Check out her store, her shop, her newsletter, her email newsletter, and all the other stuff that she's got going on uh, with Stitchville. And, you know, we talked in the episode about her doing unboxing videos. Well, guess what? She's on YouTube now, too. Search for Stitchville on YouTube. This has been another great episode of Me and the Geek. Next week, we're going to have a conversation with uh, Dan Cohen. We're going to talk about Disney's next CEO, the next CEO of the Walt Disney Corporation. Uh, He's a uh, Disney blogger and a fan, and he's got some interesting thoughts on where the company might go next. Uh, So watch out for that one. If you want to feed back to us, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Me and the Geek, or you can email us, meandthegeek.com at teamprocreate.com. Until next week, I'm me, that's Joel Sharpton, on Twitter at The Rogue's Life. This week's geek was Ali Gilbert Bennett with Stitchville, and this has been the podcast. One, two, three, four, woo! 
Me and the Geek is a proud member of the Procast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. Also, be sure to check out one of our other great shows, like Movie Buzzed. The Movie Buzzed podcast is exactly what it sounds like. It's a place for friends to get together, watch a good movie, and catch a good buzz. Every episode, your host, Zach, will be joined by a special guest or five to have some fun. Movie Buzzed is where you'll find your friends and a good buzz waiting for you. These fingers crossed paprika burgers. Big day today. Jamie gets his exam results. I hope he's done okay. He's worked so hard. So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well? Make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef. Food Love Stories. Brought to you by Tesco. This is not just bread. This is a delicious M&S sliced loaf. Just one of our range that has been sliced from £1.15 to 65p. Enriched with vitamin D and fibre, it's great for packed lunches. This is not just value, this is M&S value. Subject to availability, excludes franchise stores.